Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Everybody heard about this man named Jesus who single-handedly had cleansed the temple and people were curious as to who this might be and, and so many people started going and listening to Jesus and Jesus' crowds uh, continued to grow as John the Baptist's crowds uh, didn't. Welcome to another edition of Study Verse by Verse. You just heard Pastor Leighton Sheely. He is our teacher. He's the senior pastor at Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. This is an outreach of the church supported in part by you in the listening audience. And you can find out how you can do that when you go to the website highlands.us. Let's join Pastor Leighton now as he continues this message in our series in the book of John. And he's in chapter 3. Now, in verse 22, our attention is briefly brought back to the testimony of John the Baptist. As I was uh, reflecting upon and preparing for our sermon, I was thinking, well, uh, a lot of what is in here has been, is repeat, and we've talked an awful lot about John the Baptist in previous weeks. Maybe we want to just go ahead and move on to chapter 4 with the uh, conversation between Jesus and the Samaritan woman at the well. I'm really excited about us uh, getting to that study. And, but as I was reading through, I realized uh, it, there is a lot of repeated information. There's also some fresh information. When the Bible repeats something, it's because it's especially important. Everything in the Bible is important. But if the Bible repeats something, it's especially important. And uh, then also there are some fresh insights as well. So we don't want to miss any of the treasure that God has for us uh, in His Word. Now recall that this gospel was written by John the Apostle. And John the Apostle does not refer to himself by name anywhere in this gospel. He refers to himself through descriptions like the disciple whom Jesus loved. Whenever you see the name John, it's always a reference to John the Baptist. Now, John the Baptist was the last of the Old Testament prophets. It had been 400 years since there had been a prophet from God. In those 400 years, anxiety amongst the people of Israel had risen because they thought, I wonder if God has abandoned us. And then all of a sudden, after 400 years of silence, a true prophet of God comes on the scene, and uh, the information, the news of that just spread radically. Everybody believed that John the Baptist was a prophet of God. You remember that when Herod imprisoned John the Baptist, he was afraid to do anything against John the Baptist because the people... Uh, believed that he was a prophet of God. And then there was an occasion when Jesus was uh, being confronted by leaders of the Sanhedrin, religious leaders, and uh, he asked them a question. He said, who do you believe was uh, John's ministry from? Was it from God or was it not? And they went away and they discussed and they said, well, if we say that we believe that John's ministry was from God, then Jesus is going to say to us, well, then why didn't you listen to what he had to say? Why didn't you do what he said? And if we say that we don't believe that John's ministry was from God, then we got a problem with the people because the people all believe that John the Baptist was a prophet sent from God. Now, the aim of the author of this gospel 
is to ensure that John the Baptist receives his proper place as the forerunner or the herald of Jesus Christ, but not a higher place. At the time of this writing, there were still people who were willing to consider John the Baptist as a candidate to be their Lord and Master. And what the author of the gospel wanted to make sure is that that we understood that John was important, but he was not the Lord and Master, that there was one who was greater than he, and that was Jesus Christ, and Jesus Christ should be our Lord and Master, that Jesus Christ is supreme. Now, in verses 1 through 21, uh, we find a conversation recorded for us uh, between Jesus and Nicodemus where Jesus explains the way of salvation. Now that the writer has, has made it clear what Jesus stands for, he, he goes back to referencing John the Baptist as a witness to the fact that, that Jesus Christ was indeed as described. The readers have been told what Jesus wants of people, what Jesus expects of people, what he demands of people, that there's a radical rebirth, that he will die for his people's salvation. Remember verse 14 says, As Moses lifted up the bronze serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up. Jesus was referencing the coming crucifixion on which he would pay the wages of sin. He would die and pay the wages of sin and bring salvation that those who believed in the Son of God, the Son of Man, have eternal life, but those who don't believe were condemned already. And so now that the author has given us the words of Jesus and the message of Jesus, he goes back to John the Baptist to confirm John the Baptist's support of the words of Jesus. So we're at chapter 3, we're at verse 22. After this, Jesus and his disciples went into the Judean countryside, and he remained there with them and was baptizing. John was also baptizing at Anon near Salim because water was plentiful there and the people were coming and being baptized, for John had not yet been put in prison. Now the phrase, after these things or after this, indicates that the events that are now being described followed the events that were previously described. Uh, Jesus' cleansing of the temple, his miraculous signs, his conversation with Nicodemus. So after that, then, Jesus and his disciples went into the land of Judea. Now, that might be a little confusing to some of us because Jerusalem is in Judea, and the temple that Jesus cleansed was in Jerusalem. And uh, so what it's telling us is that Jesus and his disciples left the city of Jerusalem and ministered in the area around Jerusalem, which was Judea. I think some basic geography here can be very helpful. The land of Palestine is at the eastern end of the Mediterranean Sea. It's only about 120 miles from the north end to the south end. Only about 120 miles. It's not a a large piece of land. And you can subdivide it into three sections, top to bottom. In the top is Galilee. In the bottom is Judea, where Jerusalem is. And then in the middle is Samaria. And we're going to learn more about Samaria, should the Lord tarry, when we gather together next week for chapter 4 the Samaritan woman at the well discussion. And so the synoptic gospels begin narrating Jesus' ministry in, in Galilee, in the north end. G, uh, John gives us his ministry beginning in uh, Judea. We use the word synoptic gospels because that describes Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Now, 
Jesus' purpose in leaving Jerusalem was really twofold. Number one, he wanted to spend time with his disciples. He wanted to train them and equip them for the ministry that he was going to give to them. And he also wanted to inaugurate his preaching ministry, which also then led to his baptizing ministry as well. The word translated remain there is diatribo, which implies a considerable period of time. We're talking about many weeks, many, possibly even many months. Now, up until this time, John the Baptist had enjoyed tremendous popularity. As I mentioned earlier, first uh, true prophet from God in 400 years, and and, uh, people would come from far and wide to hear him, even into the middle of the wilderness, while all the while, while Jesus was basically in relative obscurity. Well, all of that changed when Jesus cleansed the temple. Everybody heard about this man named Jesus who single-handedly had cleansed the temple. And people were curious as to who this might be. And, and so many people started going and listening to Jesus. And Jesus' crowds uh, continued to grow as John the Baptist's crowds uh, didn't. And uh, the Scriptures say that John was continuing his baptizing near Anan, near Salim. Anan is a Aramaic or Hebrew word that means springs, springs of water. And so it was logical that he would do ministry where there was uh, ministry of baptism, where there was lots of water. Now, it's interesting here that the author tells us nothing about, no details about the imprisonment of John the Baptist. He just says succinctly, this was before John was put in prison. That's all he basically says. It's like a parenthetical statement. Why is it that the author only gives us that much information? Well, there's two reasons why he does it. First off, He doesn't need to expound upon it greatly because there's a lot more detail that are provided in the other Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Those Gospels had been written decades previous. They were already in wide circulation. They contained a lot of detail. And evidently, John, when he was writing this Gospel, didn't feel there was additional information he needed to add to that particular story. But there was also a second reason why he provided the information as well, and that is it opens to us that for a period of time between the temptation of Jesus and the imprisonment of John the Baptist, there was a period of time in which Jesus and John the Baptist were both working side by side or nearby each other in their ministries. We would not know that that was the case if we only had the synoptic gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. So we have information that's available to us here in John that's not available in the other Gospels. So John provides us this information so that we won't be confused. He wants to make sure that we understand that what he's talking about here doesn't conflict with the Synoptic Gospels in any way. Those Gospels didn't begin recording their account of Jesus' ministry until after John the Baptist had been imprisoned. Verse 25, Now a discussion, or dispute really, arose between some of John's disciples and a Jew over purification, ceremonial purification. And they came to John and said to him, Rabbi, he who was with you across the Jordan to whom you bore witness, well, look, he's baptizing and all are going to him. Now, there's no description of who this Jew is that is having a dispute with the disciples of John the Baptist. There's no mention if he was a follower of Jesus. There's nothing like that. But it's interesting that this discussion goes from a discussion about ceremonial cleansing to the disciples of John the Baptist going to John the Baptist and complaining about the popularity of Jesus. 
They said, Rabbi, he who was with you beyond the Jordan, to whom you have testified, you gave your stamp of approval, your endorsement on Jesus. Behold, he is baptizing, and all are coming to him. And so what the, it tells us is that the followers, the disciples of John the Baptist, were envious of Jesus. They saw him as a competitor who was gaining popularity at their master's expense. And they thought, this is, this is not good. I mean, you know, John the Baptist, our master, he has given his endorsement of Jesus and been generous to Jesus. And what does Jesus do? He goes off and he starts his own ministry. He starts baptizing. He should be with us. He should be working with us. So they were indignant of what they saw as a, as a slight by Jesus towards their master, John the Baptist. Well, there is more to this message, and we'll have to wait until Monday to hear that. This is Study Verse by Verse, an outreach of Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. I'm Mike Trout. Thanks for being with us on this Friday. If you're looking for a church home, I encourage you to check out Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. The website is highlands.us. That's highlands.us. Services are still online only, but things do change, so check it all out on the website as often as you can. That's highlands.us. I'm Mike Trout. Have a blessed weekend, and come back on Monday at this same time when we'll once again open the Word of God to the book of John and study verse by verse. This program is sponsored by Church of the Highlands in San Bruno.